This is The Mindful and the Messy with Roxy and Sarah. Welcome to The Mindful and the Messy, honest, real-life chats on living and loving our lives. Welcome to The Mindful and the Messy. I'm Roxy. And I'm Sarah. And today we're talking about burnout. Yeah, so this is a big topic to cover. I'm sure we'll do well to talk about our personal experiences with burnout. Um, Again, I think it's one of these subjects that a lot of people are drawn to because so many people deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Um, I've also found, though, it's interesting to see that people don't know if they've dealt with burnout, whether that means they're in a constant state of burnout and don't know the difference, or they just don't know what the signs are of burnout. I think also it's it's definitely something that is pushed in our society and how we're expected to live our lives. Um, I think burnout is a pretty natural side effect of how our society is run and how fast everything moves. So if you've never really investigated that at all or looked into it a bit further, then you're right. You might not even realize you're experiencing burnout. Yeah, exactly. And I think it is like what our society, just how it runs at the moment, how everybody is always in the fast lane and and really wanting to achieve so much. I know that I've definitely been someone who's been like that and wanting to achieve so much in such a short amount of time and pushing my limits as to what I can physically fit in a day or in a week. And I find for me personally, when I realize that burnout is on its way or I have burnt out is that I become quite I become more detached from people who I love so my family and friends I become more I go more inward and I personally I know I get more irritated about things more quickly so those are the kind of signs for me that I know that I am burnt out or it's on its way and then I start neglecting things like exercise or um, things that I actually really love to do But, um, yeah, I just feel like I don't have the time or energy or space to do it. So I think it's it's good to recognize for, and it will be different for each individual, what are the signs of burnout and what can you do to remedy that before you really hit that, that really low point. Yeah, definitely. And for, for me, I can relate to all of those signs that you just mentioned. Um, but also I think, before I experience burnout, I usually have this really strong zest and energy for life and what I'm doing. Like usually there's this almost like I'm running on a an energy high where I want to do all the things and I'm having all the ideas and want to get everything done and feel like there's no reason why I can't do it. And suddenly the burnout just hits me. And I'm like, okay, I've gone too far. Time to reel this in. Um, Which I think is like, it's, I have the same thing as you. I have, there's a lot I want to do. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to get it done and to get it done right away. Um, Rather than just taking my time with it and really feeling out what's actually possible for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're pretty similar on on this page, to be honest. I think also something that I've learned is 
to really try and figure out what is most important for you to be doing at that time. So I try and prioritize the list of things that, um, you know, do really need to get done and other things that can wait. And I don't have to push Mm -hmm. myself to try and do them all at the one time because then you just completely overwhelm yourself. And I think that's one of the main things with burnout is you're overwhelmed and you've taken on more than you can handle. And also it's, it's tricky with burnout because if you take, if you start doing more than you can actually handle, there is that level of responsibility that you might have to others that you've committed to doing things. Um, So it's, it's good to, I think, try and not get in that position where um, you just got way too much on your plate and people are expecting you to do things just to really stop and think about what is good for you mm-hmm. what, and what can you really put your time and effort and energy into that's going to best serve yourself and whoever it is or whatever other kind of project it is. Yeah. And it, on that note, it, I think it's important to remember that it's okay to say no to things. Yes. Like exactly what you're saying with, taking on different commitments for other people. All of these things might be things we think we should do or have to do. But if we really look at them in detail and start to untangle them a bit, a lot of it, you know, there really is no need to do a lot of it. If it's not going to benefit you or the collective, or if you just don't have the space for it, it's okay to say no. And it's better for everyone if you say no rather than, burning out and getting to the point where you have to go back on commitments right and yeah. say no later which you still can do mm-hmm. but better to just be honest and upfront with yourself and what you can actually handle mm-hmm. and that's that's something I'm saying from experience because I suck at doing that <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not good at saying no at all so that's something I'm constantly trying to practice and improve mm-hmm. I think that saying no is something that I've learned as well. I think it's a maturity thing for me and it's been like a, a life experience thing. I think that's led me to be better at saying no, but it is, it's hard because like, I know you, you're such a good person and I know that it's just like, you don't want to, it's like that thing of people pleasing as well though. Like when does it get too oh. far? You know what I mean? Like when, when are you, compromising your boundaries or your values or your time and energy to please others because I know I've done that time and time over again and you're the one who ends up feeling that drain of energy when you've just been giving too much and not filling up your own cup and I feel like that's that's a real big sign when burnout is on its way that you've you've not been looking after yourself or you've just been trying so hard to do things for other people that you might not even necessarily really enjoy doing. Um, Yeah. So it can be tricky. It takes a lot to be able to admit to yourself that even if you do want to do something to help someone else out, that it's not the right time for you. Um, Obviously like some people are better at it than others. But I think definitely, at least for me, that's been a huge part of burnout in my life is it's not being able to say no or not thinking I can say no. Mm-hmm. And then, like you say, suddenly ending up in this 
this almost pit of overwhelm where I'm like, well, now I'm saying no to everyone because I physically and mentally don't have the capacity to do what they need me to do. Yeah, I agree. That's what I meant before when I said, like, I become really um, introverted and a bit Mm -hmm. distant. It's because I'm like, I actually now can't give anything to anybody. Like, I I have to just completely shut down, which isn't something I would really recommend happen on the on the reg, you know, you don't really want to be in that kind of state. Um, but what are some things there that you would kind of suggest or, or think is good to remedy this burnout? Like, do you have any suggestions of what are some things you do that when you feel like you're burning out or you have burnt out that help you kind of get back, back on the horse? And Yeah. I mean, this is actually a perfect time to be talking about this because to be honest right now, I feel like I've burnt out. (laughs) Um, I'm probably on the other side of it. Like I'm, I feel like I'm coming through it now, but, um, yeah, I, for me, I love my morning routine. I know you love your morning routine too. And that is a huge one for me is having the mornings to myself where I commit time to things I want to do and I know give me peace and joy. Um, And like you said, fill my cup before I give myself to other people or projects or whatever, um, or my job. But I think an important thing to note on that, which I might, you know, if you asked me this a couple weeks ago, I might not have even thought of it at the time because I felt pretty energetic then, right? Is you have to be able to adapt your routines, your rituals, um, even our tools for self-care. You have to be open to changing those up to suit how you're feeling. So, for example, my morning routine a few weeks ago was pretty jam-packed. And I felt like I had space to do yoga, meditate, go for a walk, journal, um, do all of it. But since I've realized I've burnt out and I need some more space for myself, I've been adjusting it and adapting it. And I, for example, for me right now, I got rid of the walk for the time being, and I'm just spending that time actually journaling and sleeping a little bit longer because that's what I feel like I need. Um, And I think it's important, yeah, to be honest with yourself about that and about what your body and your mind are actually really craving And once you burn out, like it's, you know, pushing yourself harder isn't going to push you out of it. Yeah. Uh, You need to like, you need to balance the self-care with the, the listening. And like I said, being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So that for me right now is quite important. And I think it's one of the biggest things we can do is just listen to what our body needs and then adapt as we can based on that but still making sure that it is in a mode of self-care. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I definitely understand the whole um, being able to be flexible enough with your own routines or your self-care because I know that I definitely have needed to be, yeah, more flexible with what I'm doing because, like, I will have, like, a set routine of things I love to do and sometimes it's, like, exactly the same. Like, I need to do that much in a day. Like, Mm -hmm. I in the morning like that it actually fills up my cup more um but then there are definitely some times as well where I'm like I don't I just don't want to do anything I just want to like be in my bed and just be by myself before I speak to anybody or read my book or like do whatever um 
Yeah, it is so important. And I think the listening, listening to your body and being aware of how you feel is a skill because it's mm. not something that I've always been good at at all. In fact, I get quite self-critical sometimes of um, if I'm like, if I feel like I'm being lazy, then I'm like, oh my God, I need to do something. Like I need to be doing, I need to be being more productive or this, that, the other thing. And so really trying to just like listen to my body. And if my body is tired and my mind is burnt out, I need to be like, okay, with doing quite little. And I feel like that has only come with time because I, never used to have that kind of awareness of hold on like like catching catching myself out on my own critical thoughts and being like hold on it's okay to like have a slow day it's okay not to be doing huge amount today like you're allowed to have time off (laughs) like yeah like like that kind of self-talk I think is um I think self-talk is super important but especially when you're trying to uh, be a bit more aware of of how you're feeling because I mean the the things that go on in our world, especially at the moment, is so overwhelming and it's really hard not to feel burnt out. Um, so I think it's good some days where you feel like you just want to cry or you just want to sleep or, I don't know, only talk to one person for the day. Just to do that and to not to not have judgment, to not judge yourself. Yeah, and it's it really is a delicate balance because... Mm. There's so much that helps prevent burnout, I think, from having a morning ritual, a routine, or any sort of ritual routine that's self-care. There's so much that that can do to help your mental health and give you space in your day and prevent you from taking on too much. But if you're like you and I, where we, or anyone listening who might sort of struggle with or really has a need for structure, struggles uh, a little bit with trying to perfect things. I think you also need to watch that your own tools for not burning out don't burn you out, right? Exactly what you're saying. Like, we all go through cycles. We all have times where we're meant to be resting. And if you don't listen to that, then that's actually going to perpetuate burnout in your life. Yeah, that's so true. And I think whilst we're talking about how to deal with burnout, like before it happens, because obviously that's a really great thing. It's, I think, good to mention that we understand burnout is almost inevitable. Like it will happen Mm -hmm. Um, for a lot of people. It will happen. And so what to do when you know you're burning out, when you're burnt out. I think the biggest thing is to try and have that self-awareness of being like, okay, Roxy or whoever, you know, like you're, you're, you're burnt out why why are you burnt out like figure it out what has led you to this point where you feel so deflated and like you can't do what you're used to doing what has led to this happening in your life what do you need to change in your life and what are some things that you can do moving forward I think like having that kind of awareness is yeah is important but again easier said than done but if yeah. you're, if you're in that burnout having having a second to think about why yeah mm. and one one thing i like to do is when i'm journaling mm. um i like to do a check in so usually it's the first thing i'll do when i journal is i'll just have a check in with myself like how am i feeling right now what's on my mind mm. um 
and like what you're saying, so lately it's been a lot of I'm feeling burned out, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay, how did I get here? What what were these things that led me to feel this way? And I think that reflection is so important because then in the future, you know, you can make different decisions, new choices based on what you've learned about this experience. So, you know, maybe you'll realize there is someone or something you do need to say no to in the future. Mm. Um, And yeah, easier said than done. You're right. A lot of the time we might not think about these things, but there will be that one thing you think about next time. And and then maybe you'll have climbed that mountain, right? You won't need to get burnout from that again. And it's this ongoing process of reflection and adapting and learning as we go. Mm. No, definitely. And I think just for people who are listening who are like, I, I do know I did the poll on like um, who's who's felt burnt out before. And the majority of people were like, yeah, me. But some people were like, no, slash I'm not sure. And I know mm. that. I know that some of the people that wrote not sure, I know for a fact they've been burnt out. Like I've seen them burn out. So it's, <laughs> it's like what are some ways that you can identify burnout? So I have a little list here. Just I'll list a few so that if people are like, I have no idea, like what, what's, yeah. what, is, what does that even mean? What am I feeling when I'm burnt out? It's going to be different for everyone. But these are just some of the um, – I guess, more common ones. So signs of burnout. So we have anxiety, detachment. So I mentioned before, that's one that pops up for me. Feeling Mm -hmm. listless, low mood, that also is for me. Difficulty concentrating, yep. Lack of creativity, yep. Fatigue, cynicism, and emotional numbness. So if you're feeling any of those, it doesn't mean that you're burning out. It could mean that you're just having a low mood and that's okay. But Mm -hmm. if you're feeling like a lot of those things, it could be that you are experiencing burnout and people experience burnout for a multitude of reasons. It can be you're in a difficult relationship with someone and you're going through a really rough patch and that is leading to burnout because you're having a lot of difficult conversations all the time. Or it could be um, you're in a job that you don't really like and it's burning you out because you're giving a lot of energy to something that is not Uh, you're not getting a huge amount out of it. So, I mean, yeah, people feel it in all different kinds of uh, ways in their lives. Is there there an example you can think of, Sarah, that um, you've felt? I know you mentioned that you were feeling burnt out recently, but is there, yeah, examples you want to share of when you felt burnt out and and can you reflect on maybe what made you feel that, like, yeah, what led to that burnt out? Yeah, for sure. So the first thing I think about is when I was working in South Africa. Um, so I I don't know that everyone would know this listening, but Roxy and I actually met in South Africa. We were working together on a conservation and research project, mm-hmm. um, which is where this all began. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so passionate about that job. I mean, we yep. we all were. We were doing amazing work and working with epic animals. And it was a dream come true for most of us who were working yeah. on the project. Um, but because of that, I also put a lot of energy into it. Um, and there were a lot of times where we were short. We were short employees on my team. And there was a lot of tasks that were moved over to me. Um, 
but I just felt like I loved it so much I could keep going and like passion was carrying me through. Um, And it was three years of me working like that, but there were definitely points within there, especially in my last year where I did just burn out. And like I said, for me, a lot of the time it starts as this zest of energy. Like, I'm not sure if anyone relates, but sometimes like in university, if I would pull an all nighter writing a paper the next morning, I'd have tons of energy from a lack of sleep. Mm. I don't know how that works, but that's kind of how it feels like for me before I burn out. Like I just um, feel like I can do everything or I have to do everything. And I just have this extra energy pushing me to keep going. And I was like getting up at sometimes 3.30. That was like the most extreme point. And working until like 7 p.m. Um, and there was a point where I was also doing school at the same time. And I just, I pushed myself too far. And it completely got to the point where I didn't want to talk to anyone. Like you're saying, I just wanted to be alone. Um, I had nothing to give anyone. I didn't want to be doing any of the activities that I loved which again, doesn't really make sense. Um, And yeah, I just felt like I needed to just sleep and like be on my own and kind of get out of the situation for a while. So that's for sure the biggest thing I think of. Um, When I was finished with that job, I, I wanted something that I was still passionate about, but I almost thought, I don't want to be so in it. Yeah. Like we're, you know, living and working in the same place and being pretty isolated because it just felt, especially with my tendency to try and people please and being so passionate about the role, like I couldn't separate myself from it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like I remember, so yeah, as Sarah mentioned, we did work together in South Africa for a bit and I remember seeing Sarah and I was just in awe at how much effort and passion she put into her work and it was definitely very inspiring. But I do also remember looking at you being like, I don't think I could do this for however long you've been doing it. Like, I just felt like, whoa, that is a lot. It is a <laughs> lot to bring to the table every single day. Um, so, I mean, kudos for you for doing it for three years. That's like a, that's amazing. But it's also like a very good example of um, giving too much and not not giving enough back for yourself. Um, yeah. And I think people... Um, Perhaps if we just quickly talk about people um, in the conservation world, because that's both of our um, main fields and passion, I suppose. Uh, I know that I can get burnout or really, really overwhelmed just from sometimes the the amount of bad news, it seems like, that comes from having conservation social um, media accounts where you see, you know, time after time of, some species that's on the brink of extinction or all this new plastic is found washed up on this beach or this, that, or the other thing. And it can just feel like completely helpless and you don't know what to do with yourself. And I know that when it gets to that point, especially when it comes to things that I'm super passionate about, like the environment, I either go one of two ways. I either throw myself into something and completely just a hundred percent focus on that. And it's just like a a bit too much on how much work I put into something or I do the opposite and I don't want to do anything and I almost ignore it because I'm like I don't know how to I don't know what to do I don't know how to deal with it and the only kind of things I've found that help me 
not get to that point where I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with myself? This is so depressing. Like turtles are dying, the whales are dying. Like it's just like too much is mm-hmm. I usually will connect with other people who are feeling similar and, or, you know, like that kind of community feeling of expressing, you know, um, yeah, how are you feeling about these really big issues that are popping up? Um, and also just to act, like be aware of how much content I'm actually um, absorbing every day and reading on social media and the news. So I really try and limit that so I don't um, don't feel so overwhelmed or I'll like actively seek out good stories to kind of restore my faith in that yeah. you know, and, and my passion. So I, I think there's a few things in there that um, might be helpful to, to, to people who also feel that. I would say with social media, how it is now, probably most people are dealing with that. Yes. Um, I mean, it's good in so many ways because it connects us to issues that have been hidden and that otherwise wouldn't get so much attention and you get a community of people who care about the same things, but you're right, it can be totally overwhelming. And if it's leading you to a state of apathy and and feeling like you can't do anything, there's nothing for you to do, then it's not helpful. Um, So I agree. I think the community thing is huge. Mm. Like even just thinking the past couple of weeks when I felt like I burn out, like I think you were the first person actually I talked to about it. Mm. And I think that might have, I don't remember if it was you or me who just checked in and said, how are you doing? We're probably (laughs) both both, like, you know, kind of feeling like, yeah. Um, that was a burnout sound for anyone who's wondering what I just did, but, um, that's such an important part is just like have these conversations. And if there's even one person in your life who you can talk to about it, I think that helps you from not going down the isolation route where you're not going to talk to anyone or you don't want to, you don't want to see anyone because, it can be really healing to just talk about what you're feeling and have someone relate to it. Um, so if there is someone in your life who you think is that person for you, then I would say a hundred percent try and lean into that community a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's, again, that's something that for me has come with time trying to be more open and vulnerable with people who are close to me. Cause I used to, and I can still definitely be like this, I'm a bit um, like keeps myself, want to deal with my problems myself, like I'll mm-hmm. figure it out myself. I don't want to like almost, I think it was more of a, um, I don't want to burden people with my problems. Like I'll figure it out. That kind of mentality, which I'll just say is not great. Like it's good to definitely, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not saying do this. Um, yeah. So I've definitely learned to, uh, yeah, entrust in, in people a bit more and be a bit more vulnerable with people and, and really open up and I think yeah what Sarah said um if you have like a family member or like us we're friends and we talk to each other a lot um definitely lean into that and reach out to those people um if you don't have anyone in your life that you feel like you're comfortable doing that with there's always um counseling services that um, can be really helpful they can just listen and you can just talk um so I think using any of those kind of things is it's definitely a good way to reach out to people and, and talk about how you're feeling. Yeah. And I think also like, I just want to touch on 
I mean, the name of our podcast, The yes. Mindful and the Messy. The whole reason we came up with that name is because we wanted to move beyond this whole everything has to be light all the time, right? Yes. And everything is okay all of the time. And you can think your way out of everything. I mean, there is a lot to be said about positive thinking. And I, I'm definitely someone who has my daily affirmations and all that. But we do all go through these phases. And what you were saying, Rox, about feeling like a lot of the time you don't want to burden other people or maybe you know, for me, sometimes it's like, I don't want to come off not as this joyful light person, because that is my personality a lot of the time. But the reality is, there are these messy moments and these burnout moments and mm. <laughs> these days where I just feel maybe angry and sad. And that's part of life. So I think it is just recognizing, you know, if if you're going through that, other people are going through that too. And it's okay to feel what you're feeling. Yeah. It's okay to honor that part of your existence. And like you said, be open about it. Mm. And I think that's how we ultimately heal and learn tools for dealing with it is by leaning into it. Yeah, 100%. And I think that there is definitely a lot to be said for um, what some people perceive as negative emotions. As, oh, yeah. especially I would say in a lot in the spiritual community um it can be mm -hmm. like anger is bad sadness is bad guilt is bad this is bad all these emotions which aren't bad they're just emotions and while yeah you, you, it's not you might not want to feel them all of the time it's so important to not condemn them and to not feel mm -hmm. like you have to hide what you're feeling and just to own it. So I've definitely gotten better at that as well. Like instead of, I'm exactly the same step, instead of feeling like, oh no, like people know me as this, like this uh, kind of perception of me, which is light and happy and whatever. It's so important to also be like, I'm human and I'm allowed to be angry. I'm allowed to feel overwhelmed. I'm allowed to be sad. I'm allowed to not have as much energy as I did yesterday and to not, yeah, not condemn them and being bad emotions and we shouldn't have them. It's like we yeah. should have them. But it's it's also good to um, be aware of how they affect other parts of our lives and how can mm -hmm. we, um, yeah, how can we deal with them in, I guess, an effective way that's not kind of really destructive um, to ourselves yeah. or others. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like totally that um stay high vibe you know that you see that all the time in the spiritual community yeah um which is it's just not realistic like if you look at any part of nature yeah it's going to show you it's not always light it's not always this high vibe experience there's cycles there's darkness there's all of it so yeah. That helps me as well. Like nature is a huge healing thing for me. And just even comparing my emotions to nature and seeing them in that helps me feel a little bit better about it as well. I love that. I love that so much. When you were just speaking just then, um, I just kept thinking of like the seasons of yeah, and how summer looks all great and whatever. And then autumn comes or fall if you're in the northern hemisphere. And then winter and then spring and it's just like it, it it's all changing and um 
oh, what's that thing? Uh, when a lot of people say, you know, this too shall pass. And it's so true because I think about that a lot when I look at nature. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Look, the sun's out and then a massive storm cloud will roll over and you're like, yeah. Okay. And it's kind of the same with life. It's like you just got to, for me, I feel like it's really just about, yeah, just trying to live in the present moment as much as you can with whatever emotions that means. It doesn't mean you're always going to yeah. be joyful and zen all the time. But just to know that it will pass. Everything will pass. Yeah. The good times will pass. Bad times will pass. And just to, yeah, let it happen yeah. and let it go. Yeah. This burnout shall pass. <laughs> yes. So if you're listening and you're like, I'm in the midst of burnout, which um, at the moment might might have more people feeling burnout right at the moment with what's going on um, in the world. Uh, so, yeah, if you if you are feeling burnout I hope this has been helpful (laughs) yeah um and yeah and and as I said the reason why we did this podcast is to not we're not trying to claim to be professionals or like some I don't know spiritual gurus we're just talking about our experiences and also highlighting the fact that life is messy and Mm -hmm. life can be difficult and tricky and it's so okay and it's okay to to know that, you know, I think especially like when it comes to social media, it's everybody's highlight reels, right? So people think of a certain person in a certain way because of their social media um, and it can seem like everything's roses and daisies and super happy, but it's it's also I think super important to remember that everyone has got their own battles. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's just really the mindful part of it, like being mindful in burnout, I think is what you already touched upon is just really use that time as a time to reflect on how you got to be in this space and what led you there and maybe what you could do differently, say no to next time, what you can stop doing and try and integrate that into your life because you like we're saying you will feel better again but then maybe when you're feeling better you won't take as much on yeah absolutely yeah well Sarah do you have anything else to add on before we finish up no I don't I think that covered it nicely for me anyway yeah me too well I feel better (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) honestly these conversations are healing like they definitely are grab your friend (laughs) yeah grab a friend or if you know, whatever, like listen to this podcast, where your friends, guys, grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and listen to it and join in. And, um, and yeah, that's the kind of point of this podcast. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll be back next week for another exciting episode on the mindful and messy. Um, if you want to connect with myself or Sarah, um, the best way to do it is on Instagram and we're always open for people who are wanting to ask questions about topics that we're talking about or um, if you have any suggestions or like a topic you really would like us to dive into feel free to message us so um, my Instagram handle is at Roxy R-O-X-Y Rogan R-O-G-A-N and Sarah what's yours? Mine is at Sacred by Sarah so it's at S-A-C-R-E-D-B-Y-S-A-R-E perfect and yeah, and so we're- I had to think about that, so I hope that's right. <laughs> I just see your face. It's like, you got it, girl. Yeah, that's <laughs>
But no, I think that's right. Sacred yeah. by Sarah. You'll be able to find me, I think. Yeah. Yes, you definitely will. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Mindful and the Messy. If you'd like to keep in touch, you can find us on Instagram. Roxy Rogan, which is R-O-G-A-N, and Sarah is at Sacred by Sarah. Thanks so much and talk again soon. Thank you.